Welcome, this is Mibbit Marketing and I am your host, Rachel Claver. I love helping small business owners become more confident and more capable with their marketing. So this podcast is all here to help you do just that. It's me and the help of some great guests helping you learn new skills, new strategies and ideas. Let's jump in and get started. Hello and welcome to episode 74 of Map It Marketing and I am your host Rachel Claver and I'm also the person talking to you today because I really am passionate about this topic. We're going to talk today about gated and ungated content and why you need to care about it, what those both things are and I want you to really challenge yourself during this podcast to think about how you could be improving both ungated and gated content, and more importantly, working out how to tie those two things together. So without further ado, we're going to jump right into it. If you've got questions coming out of this podcast, please do come and be part of the Map It Marketing Facebook group. It's literally Map It Marketing, same as this podcast. You'll find it and you can come and join, ask questions in there. That's where I give free advice to you directly if you ask me questions um, because I use my one-on-one time, my email time to work with my coaching clients and my one-on-one clients. And um, some of the work that we're talking about today also is in my book, Be a Spider, Build a Web, Sticky Content Marketing for Small Businesses. There's a link to it in the show notes. Otherwise, you can find it on Amazon. Um, there's an ebook and a print book there. Or you can go to beaspiderbuilderweb.com and there's links to all the different places you can get books. Plus, there is the free downloadable workbook, which is, guys, that is gated content. So let's dive into what that means, all right? So when we're talking about gated and ungated content, it's really about how are we putting a barrier between us and the person that's going to consume that content. And sometimes we want to create a barrier because we want something in return from the person that is listening or reading or using our content. So it's not necessarily about a transactional thing around money. Um, My print book, Be a Spider, Build a Web, my print book is considered ungated content because I have no control over who buys it. I obviously can talk about it and I can share it. Um, But it's ungated content because while someone is paying for it, I don't have their details. I can't get hold of them. I can't do those things. But I can do that. I can send them emails and supportive content and build a relationship with them if they download the e-workbook. See the difference? So ungated content is content that you can access without having to provide an email address or any other contact information. And it's really important that we have ungated content. I work with clients who really want to make everything gated because they want to go, hey, I don't want people to know what I'm doing or see what I'm doing and I want to keep this safe. And, but it really limits your reach and your growth and people to understand and trust you if we only have gated content. So you want to have lots of ungated content. The other side is true too, though. Some people only want to do ungated content, and there is definitely a movement in marketing. People go, we're just going to make everything open and make nothing gated. You can't have to give them information anywhere. But the problem with that is, is you don't have this opportunity to move people to email or potentially phone. I personally don't like filling out forms that give me, ask me for their phone number because I don't want a sales call. I want to make that decision myself. 
but that is still a valid way in terms of that gated content. So ungated content, you can access it without providing any information. Gated content, you need to access it only once you've given someone your email address or other forms of content like a phone number and normally your name as well. Now, I want to talk a little bit about what type of ungated content you could be creating. And then I'm going to share with you what ungated content I create. And then I want to talk about gated content and what's what you could do and then what we do. So you have full disclosure around what we do. I have a huge belief in permission-based marketing. So I will warn people if I'm doing gated content, um, I'll say, look, if you download this, you'll also receive five more emails from us over a period of a month. And that's on the form because I really want to make sure people know what they're coming up for and they're signing up for something and they're not going to be freaked out by it. Um, but there is a real place for both gated and ungated content. So we're going to start with ungated content first. So here's some options. Blogging is one of the first original ungated content and it's still super powerful. And I'll be honest, I have totally let my blogging slide in the last few months. And I am really trying to rectify that because I know it's super important. It's really great for SEO, but it's also really good to build trust on our website. And there was a time when people would come and come to my website at Identify Marketing, identifymarketing.co.nz, and people spend hours just reading our blogs. Um, and I have let that slide partly because of this podcast, to be honest, but that's something I'm really working on and I've got like a bit of a plan on to do that. But blogs is one of the best places and starts that we can do our ungated content for those people who like reading. If you've got people who like visual or a more visual audience, then using infographics, having a really detailed infographic that shows people something that they might share. Often uh, ungated content is very shareable content, things that people want to share with someone else to give them some un insight and understanding. So an infographic can be like that too, where you're giving a pictorial understanding of a concept and you could literally do a blog and then turn that into an infographic. I've done that a lot before in the past. So really, you know, and when we come to repurposing content, you could spend time to do a really good blog and then turn it into an infographic. You could also turn it into videos, which is more ungated content, maybe a really good in-depth YouTube video or perhaps a series of shorter videos on TikTok breaking things down or on a reel or Instagram. So like short form videos are in there. And I think what's really important here is that our content on social media platforms can be considered ungated content if the quality is good. Just telling me what to buy from you is not ungated content. But if you're giving tips and ideas and things that build trust with me, then that content is ungated, ungated content. And so Reels and TikToks really fit into that really well, as well as just a really great caption with a great image on a post as well. If Instagram lets you do that. I mean, obviously LinkedIn and Facebook, we still have those. Uh, case studies are also another thing that you can have as ungated content. So you could have, um, I've, I've done a podcast before on case studies. Um, Hunted Out was really good. Did it with um, Lizzie Davidson. One of the things we talked about was, you know, I really am a big believer in employing someone else to do your case studies because they ask the right questions of your customers. But having a story that shows what you did, what the customer wanted, how you resolved that, and then the outcome for the customer, taking the time to do those, that great ungated content because they build really good trust levels with your, your customer base. Um, it could be a catalog. I've got a client who's a retail client and she has an ungated catalog, which people can read online. They can just go and read it and it has links to stuff to buy. So like people want to pour over it. It's beautiful. It's got recipes and things like that in it. So ungated things like that. Recipes on a website can also be ungated content. 
This podcast, podcast are ungated content. Um, you can listen to it anywhere and I have no control over who listens to it. I know around 500 people a week listen to this podcast at this present time, but I don't know who you are unless you review me. Um, and if you want to review today, I would love it because it really impacts my rankings. I didn't know this about um, podcasts and it's just a little thing that I just recently learned. So I'm my readership is around double what it was a year ago. Um, and and you know, last year I was getting around 250 um, listeners a month a week, and now it's around 500 a week. Um, but really interesting enough, my ratings have slipped, and I did some reading, and it's nothing about the listener amounts. It's all about the reviews. Um, and so when you're higher ranked, other people discover you. So if you would love to help me right now, um, I would love it once you've finished listening to this podcast, if you liked it if you did re review it um, and took a few minutes to do that, because it would really help me. If you don't love it, feel free to pass it on. I, it's okay. We're okay. We're okay. And for those of you that have reviewed recently, thank you so much. I so appreciate you. But podcasts is ungated content. Um, LinkedIn Lives, like LinkedIn Lives, Facebook Lives, anything that people don't have to sign up for, and they just basically come. And even if you promoted it and you've got people saying, yes, I'll attend, that's still ungated content. So that's a really good one. Unless, of course, you've used Eventbrite, which I do, um, to promote things sometimes, then that becomes gated because they need to give you their email address to register. See how the difference between ungated and gated? But if it's just a live, that is definitely ungated content. Stories on Instagram is ungated content. And then my print book, as I said before, ungated content, even though someone's paying for it, it's still ungated because I don't have that customer information. And it is an effective tool for those of you that are thinking about doing a book. Uh, you know, I made a conscious effort to go, I'm actually going to spend a year writing this book. It's not like one that I wrote in three days. It's like a book that I really sat down and kind of walked out what I really wanted to do. Um, and and so I, I want people to buy it. I don't want to give it away for free uh, because, well, it cost me a lot of money to create it and do it. And it's a damn good book and it lives by itself. But those things are like ungated, are ungated. And I think that, you know, it's really important to think about when you, when I go through that, have a think about how much of your content is like that. You know, I, I want to be known for, for, for having a lot of ungated content because, I'm playing the long game. And if you're a service provider in particular, but any business it's good for, but service providers where we're in the business of selling trust in what we do, the more ungated content we have, the better it is for us to build that trust. And we don't often know who those people are. I'll have people sometimes who come to work with me who have been reading my content for years and I have no idea who they are and they reference stuff that I don't even remember I said. But that's the power of ungated content. Now, in terms of what I personally do in terms of ungated content, I thought I'd run through with you what that looks like. So obviously, this podcast is one of those. I've already mentioned that. Um, and so this podcast actually springs out of that some other content that I do. And I love doing this podcast. Um, I love it when I have feedback. And, you know, I don't have this thing where I go, everyone that listens to my podcast must work with me one day. It's about giving value and building that ungated content that might mean it's enough. Like you can listen to it and go, oh my gosh, that Rachel is so annoying. I'm never going to listen to it again. 
Or you might go, I really enjoy this and I'm going to listen to some more. And it might be that that's all you ever do and that's totally okay. Or you might listen to it and then you might go and read a blog or something else that's related to me and enjoy that too. And that's also okay. I think part of this thing with ungated is that there is no contract here. There is no contract between me and you, except that I don't want you to be a shit if you don't like it. Okay, that's the only contract that I think is really fair for us to have. But there's no contract between me and you when there's ungated contact. Contract. It's me giving a gift and the receiver receiving it and then doing with it as they wish. That's what it is. And I think that's a really important thing because I don't think that there's a good idea to have tension on it. So I have my podcast, which is this. Um, I have my blogs, which you know I am trying to work on um, and get out a bit more better. Um, I also have a weekly column on stuff.co.nz under the prosper section. Um, and that is truly ungated contact content because I don't even have analytics around that. I know because I used to do blogging years ago on stuff in a similar section that I probably get over a month, probably around a million views of my content across that, but there'll be double ups. It might not be a million people, a million views. Um, and so I know that that's probably how much I'm getting in terms of reach, but I have absolutely no idea um i don't have comments that people put on there because so many trolls and stuff so we don't have call it comments generally on my columns um and people share them i can get some analytics around sharing i've got tools that do that and sometimes you know they share 250 times across different platforms and things like that i can see some of that but truly i have no idea and so for me that's real ungated content and i again i do it in a way that i'm not trying to go buy my stuff um, there's no clicks to buy anything. I think I only have done it once with my book because I was like, I want to do this. And they let me, which was nice. But my column and stuff is part of that. Um, my TikTok and YouTube videos is all ungated content. Anyone can see it. Anyone can watch it. Anyone can interact with it. Ungated. Uh, my case studies on our website, we actually didn't, haven't done any recently. It's not because we haven't had clients. It's just been something we haven't put time into doing. But we did a whole bunch in 2020 or 2021 um so we're due for some more because it's near the end of this year so we're probably going to get some more um, around some other areas uh but having those on our website are really good in terms of social proof and they're great for people who maybe are not new to us but are looking so in terms of our, and then i've got my print book which is be a spider build a web in terms of gated ungated content they're kind of talking to three main areas are people that are at the notice stage that i call the people that have never seen us before they're at that stage it's very much for the next stage, which is the connected stage. People are looking for tips and ideas and how to. They maybe aren't so bonded necessarily with me, uh, but they're bonded with this idea that I might be able to help them. So there's information there. So we're looking at that notice stage of just reach, of getting new people, new eyes on our stuff. So stuff, the stuff article would be that for me. Then we've got the connected people who then go from that to go, hey, I'm going to be part of join Find Rachel on Instagram or TikTok or LinkedIn or somewhere and connect. And then there's going to be other content there. And that's going to be more that how-to, that more guide. And that's going to kind of build it in a trust that I know what I'm talking about and feeling more connected with that and, and actually having some sort of relationship with me. But I still don't have their personal details. And then the last, the, the last one is is really what I call the your stage, the people who are quite close to making a, a buying decision making process, and they will also use ungated content, but normally it'll be on your website. So things like case studies and blogs on there, um, any more stronger, longer videos that you might have put on your website or might be on another profile 
strong call to actions. It might be something that you're doing in your stories on Instagram, or it could be in those LinkedIn, Facebook lives. It could be there where you're able to have video and you're talking face-to-face. It's bringing people in to convert. That's in the ungated, the ungated content. It still can bring people quite close to a sale or to a sale. It can, but they won't normally come in straight from that. They'll have already been hanging out with some of your other engaged content before that happens. So you definitely need it. And I do want you to, if you've got a pen and paper, press pause and write down some ideas now around what you could do in terms of that ungated content and what you might need to look at. If you have absolutely no idea, obviously you can make a time with me um, and we can talk it through. Uh, but um, there'll be a paid time, by the way. That's not like a chat. Or you can ask for free in the marketing group. Um, or you could just brainstorm. But have a think about what ungated content you can commit to that you can create. One of the things I talk about, though, is really being clear of your offer and who your target market is and why that ungated content is there. And so what I'll often do with our coaching clients and part of the Content Master Web, where we do a whole lot of content for the year, is we teach to start with your gated content first. And the reason we do that is that your gated content is your higher intent lead generation content. And our ungated content should reflect it so that we're consciously moving people towards the point where they're happy to give you their email or their other contact details. So we want our ungated content to lead to our gated content. And our gated content, again, is anything that people need to pay with an email or other contact details like a phone number. And the options under here, again, can be really vast. You could do a white paper, like an in-depth look at something that people download and get. Um, You could do templates that people could download and get, or a planning guide or something like that. Checklists, short courses, private videos um, that only people can access when they sign up and then they get access to something. PDFs that people can download with information or worksheets. I'm an old ex-teacher, so I like anything with a worksheet. Um, You could do free webinars, or you could do what one of my coaching clients, Kate, who is amazing, absolutely adores, private podcast. Kate Ninkable, by the way, is an A++ LinkedIn trainer, and she's also a huge huge fan of private podcasts and knows how to use them. Um, So if you are interested in those, look her up on LinkedIn, Kate Nankable. She'll be able to help you with that. All right. So I'm going to share with you a little bit of how we use gated content. So our current biggest or most popular gated content that we use quite a lot is our DIY marketing order. It's a checklist. Um, There's a link to it in the podcast. You can check it out. But remember, it is gated. Um, And when you get that, you go to a landing page or if we've got it on Facebook, it goes to like a lead form and then it automatically connects to our marketing automation. And then people get a series of five emails over a month that help support that and also sell in what we do. And so that's gated content. And that's one of the main ones that we have. We actually have lots of other checklists too. We've got like a um, one for social media. We've got one for business, uh, service-based businesses, locally-based businesses. There's a heap, there's heaps, because I did a whole lot of content creation in 2020. Um, But that is one of the ones that we're doing. 
One of the ones that we're doing for gated um, content at the moment that we're transitioning to is we've been doing, uh, we did a lot of free webinars and we'll still continue to do a few free webinars a year. Um, and they're great for just building that trust. I think one of the things I sometimes find is tricky is if you've got a limit of 150 seats, and you've got quite an engaged community, sometimes the same people come every time and then it makes it really hard to get new people on. But that's still not a waste because those people are building that trust with you as well. So it's just to be aware of it. Um, but I really enjoy doing free webinars around different topics. And we also do paid ones, um, but that's another, that's a good option there. Um, we do lots of checklists, lots of free webinars. Um, we also have started, I've started recording some of those free webinars and then we've got some paid courses on our Shopify site, which is mymethodmarketing.com. And we've got some other things on there as well, but I'm slowly transitioning to record some of the free webinars we used to do and turn them into little mini courses that people can get for free with a workbook and some resources again gated so this time instead of just having it as a free course that I might do as a live or something like that this is something that they would be able to um, download all the information keep the information because a live you can't do that and but I would get their email address and their name so that I can email them again um, so that is another one that we're doing so that's on a Shopify site so we've got like a marketing order on our WordPress site uh, we've got other checklists on our WordPress site, our main WordPress site. We've got a Shopify site that's got those free courses. I've got my free download workbook that goes with my book, Be a Spider Builder Web, on beaspiderbuilderweb.com. So you can go and get it if you want to. It's got like all the images that are in the book. Plus, it's got some worksheets and some things to work through in the book to help make that book really zing for you. And you can obviously download it if you haven't bought the book but the book helps. Um, so we, I have that. And so that means that that's my way of moving that ungated content of my book to a gated one of people that are engaged with that, who can be part of that. And then I can slowly build a community or a relationship with people that use that book. And what's quite interesting is my content strategy, my content coaching program, which is a year long. Um, I've had three clients that have bought the book and then have come and been part of that. And that shows that power of, ungated to gated to client because that's what's happened um, and this that's only with a book that's been out for a few months so that shows that 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 does work um, I've got um, lots of yes I've got lots of checklists so that's how I'm using I like using checklists um, I know some people do things like three-day challenges for me I've got ADHD I'm often doing all the marketing uh, myself because I'm a, I'm a control freak but also because I want to remind myself what it's like to be you as a small business owner trying to manage stuff. So I do most of the marketing in this business myself. Plus I do, you know, a good, more than a third of the marketing strategies that we have with clients and I run the coaching program and I've got other things to do to run the business and run my team. So I don't have time and energy to do, to, to, do these amazing three-day challenges and five-day challenges. I could if I pull people in, but again, with ADHD, um, that's a bit of a pain in the butt for me, to be honest, at this present time, never say never. I really applaud people that do challenges. I'm not judging that. I think it's a great idea, but it's a real reminder too with your gated stuff to find things that you fit really well with who you are. And for me, it's not a great fit. Um, I prefer to use that time for my paying clients and then use my brain to just go and create stuff on TikTok and stuff instead. Um, so so that's that's kind of how I use that gated to ungated content. But when I make my gated content, I then go back and I go, what 
ungated content can I make that will draw people closer to this that I could even have a call to action of download our, our DIY marketing audit or you know come along to this free webinar that will give you more information about this or we've got a course on this on our Shopify site um, you know come and do it for free I've given you some information here this is what else you can do and that's the trick and the link between gated and ungated on contact that you really need to do I'll say that again that's a link between gated and ungated content. Start with where you want them to go. And obviously with that lead generation, you have to be really secure of what your offer is and who your target market is so that you know it works for those people. And once you've got that, start feeding it through and offering links to that gated content through your ungated content. That's the marriage. That's the connection between the two. So this week, I'd love you to have a think about how you're working your gated and ungated content together. Do you need more gated content? Do you need to simplify your gated content? Do you need to make sure it's more in line with your offer and your service and your target audience? And once you've got that sorted, how do you then create ungated content that helps people lead them to the place where they're finally ready to pay you with an email or some other form of contact details? to get that free resource it's not really free because they're paying you with an email or they're paying you with a phone number and contact details but it is a first step towards will they ever pay you real money and so we want to get to that stage to do that we provide lots of value and trust in that ungated content what I call in the book my book bear spider building that trust bridge to help people feel relaxed enough to trust you with an email and know that you're not going to annoy them every hour of the day if they do that. That's it. That's the difference with engaged and ungaged content. You need both. I'd love to hear from you um, from this podcast. Come and be part of the Mavit Marketing group on Facebook and ask questions around that. You can even on a, every Wednesday, you can promote your own business. So you can on a Wednesday come and promo your own gated content or if you're super clever and have been listening to other things that I've written or said, you could actually use that day to promote something that's ungated and allow the process of people to trust you to come closer. Looking forward to hearing what you do. And next week, I'll be back with another podcast from Mother Marketing. If you love what you heard today, be sure to hit subscribe. And if you love this episode in particular, I'd love it if you shared it on social media. Remember to tag me in so I can say thank you. Have a great week and we'll talk soon.